It's time for Rama for Today. Now that's another area that I ran a few polls on. I would ask people because they're always coming. I mean asking you, particularly within that kind of meeting, that pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And so I would say purposely just to gain knowledge, what for? You know what my poll showed? It showed that eight times out of ten, what they wanted me to pray for was unscriptural. So you couldn't get an answer on it. If it's out of line with the Bible, you're not going to get an answer. Are you listening to me? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Casting Your Cares Upon the Lord. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. See, we get into religious habits about prayer that are really hurtful instead of helpful. And they hinder us instead of bless us. I was preaching, a, uh, well, teaching and preaching two services a day down in East Texas, 1954, in the month of July. And, uh, and so in one of the morning services, there were several, there were actually three other visiting pastors. Now, the church I was in was the only full gospel church in this town. But in some other towns close by, these other pastors, three of them drove over, was in that morning teaching class. Well, after the class is over, we started at 10. We'd wind up usually about 1130, you know. And then everybody's gone and it's almost 12. The pastor, where I'm holding a meeting in his church, and myself, and these three other ministers. You see, you're all standing around visiting and fellowshipping and talking, you know. And so, uh, one by one, two of them excused themselves and left. And then this third pastor minister is still there, you see. So we continued to talk and and we were, you know, easing up little by little because he's going to the side door. And this pastor that I'm with, we're going over next door to the parsonage and, and have lunch. And so this fellow, just as he stepped out the side door, shook hands with us. And then when he held on to my hand, this pastor held on to my hand. And he looked at me very seriously and, and said, brother, pray for me. And I just held on to his hand. Didn't turn him loose. And I said, what for? He looked sort of blank and said, uh, uh, see, we just say pray for me, but what for? See, it just becomes a habit with us. Sometimes a hurtful habit instead of a helpful. I said, what for? Uh, 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 well, he said, pray for me that I'll have more faith. I said, I'm not going to do it. Wouldn't do any good. Just held on to his hand. Wouldn't let him go. I said, you see, I could pray that you would have more faith, but you won't have it unless you get into the word for yourself. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well, he said, just pray for me that I'll know more. I said, well, that won't help any unless you do something about it. You get into the word of God and study it and feed on it and you'll know more. Paul told Timothy, study to show thyself approved unto. Oh, brother, he said, just forget it. I don't know what I meant by it. Just forget it. And you know, to tell the real truth about it, if you'll analyze so much of it, you might as well just forget it. Don't amount to anything anyhow. Amen. You might as well say it. It's so. Well, let's don't forget about that woman down Beaumont. You know, remember her? You remember her? All right, let's don't forget about her. So here she came. 
shook hands with me and said, Brother, I want you to pray for me. I said, what for? Now, that's another area that I ran a few polls on. I would ask people because they're always coming. I mean asking you, particularly when you're in that kind of meeting, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. And so I would say purposely, just to gain knowledge, what for? You know what my poll showed? It showed that eight times out of ten, what they wanted me to pray for was unscriptural. So you couldn't get an answer on it. If it's out of line with the Bible, you're not going to get an answer. Are you listening to me? Some of them would go from the ridiculous to the sublime. One fellow wanted me to pray for him that God would give him another fellow's wife. And he already had a wife of his own. He didn't belong to that church, but he was coming, fast desires on this woman. She's got a husband. Why, well, you might as well just twiddle your thumbs and say, twinkle, twinkle, little star. What I wonder what you are. God's not going to give him that other man's wife. In fact, God already told him not to covet your neighbor's wife. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Another fella, he comes up. See, now that's ridiculous. Here comes a fellow, he wants me to pray for him that God will give him all the gifts of the Spirit. Well, he's not going to do it. And there's nobody that has all the gifts of the Spirit. Besides that, they don't come under your personal possession. If they did, you could give them to me. Or sell them to somebody else. But the Holy Ghost manifests himself as the Spirit wills. Another fellow came and said, God told me that he was going to give me a ministry. I was going to be the greatest preacher in the world. I was going to do more than all the apostles put together. In fact, there'd only be one that would outshine me, and that was Jesus. I want you to agree with me that it'll come to pass. <laughs> now, all the way from over here to over here, you see, and then a lot in between. <laughs> Unscriptural. I said, God told you that. How did he tell you? Well, so-and-so, sister so-and-so prophesied. I'd just soon hear a donkey bray at midnight in a tin barn. <laughs> Sister so-and-so prophesied. Said, you don't think it'll come to pass? I said, I not only don't think it, I know it won't. Amen. I said, first of all, how long have you been saved? He said, six months. I said, God's not going to violate his word. Paul told Timothy, don't put a novice into office, even of the deacon. Lest he be lifted up in pride and Satan take advantage of him. God's not going to put you in office. You just go on serving God and forget about old sister Blabmouth. <laughs> God ever see fit? I doubt very sister even called you to preach. But if he ever does, he'll let you know. You won't have to have sister Blabmouth to tell you. You'll know it. And if you don't know it, just stay put wherever you are. You don't want to go into the ministry, you know, because sister Blabmouth said go into the ministry. You don't want to go into the ministry because your mama calls you. You don't want to go into the ministry because your wife wanted you to. Or anybody else, you want to get the call on the inside of you. In your spirit, bless God, burning on the inside of you like fire. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. Well, let's don't forget about the woman in Beaumont. You remember her, don't you? We don't want to leave her standing there. So here she comes. 
with one of these unscriptural requests. I want you to pray for me, she said. I said, what for, sister? She looked at me sort of peculiar, as many of them would when I'd say that, and say, do I have to tell you? I'd say, yes, I'm not going to pray unless you do. And they'd look at you sort of startled, you see, because they'd been telling everybody they met, pray for me, and didn't have enough sense to know it wasn't working. If it had been working, they wouldn't need to have me in on it. I said, you see, you want me to pray about some request you have. Well, you have one or two things in mind. You either want me to agree with you on it, or else you want me to have faith for it, that it'll come to pass. Yeah, yeah, she said, that's right. I said, first of all, how am I going to agree on something I don't even know what I'm agreeing on? Secondly, how am I going to have faith for something I don't even know what it is? You can't. Because you may be trying to believe for something that's not in line with the word. And you can't have faith for something you don't know what it is. Well, then when I said that to her, and I'm not making fun of her. I don't mean it to be destructive criticism. It didn't hurt anybody. I mean it to be constructive criticism. Because you don't know the woman, and so it's not hurting anybody. So then she tuned up and began to bawl and squall. You know what I mean by that, don't you? Cry, sob. Almost thinks she's going into hysterics. Finally, she got control of herself and said, Well, I'll tell you, now, Brother Hagin. She said, The cares of life, the burdens, the worries are just so great. I, I, I just can't bear them. Now, I wanted you to pray that God would do one of two things that He'd either give me grace to bear them or to carry them, or he'd take about half of them away and said, I can carry half of them. <laughs> well, I said, sister, I can't pray either prayer. I'd be in unbelief to pray either one of them. I would be in unbelief, and I could not get an answer. I said, and, and about this time, the Amplified Translation had come out, you see. It was published, the New Testament published first, the Old Testament then sometime later. But uh, I said, uh, it, it, the King James said, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. And then the Amplified Translation said, casting the whole of your care, all of your worries, all your concerns, all your anxieties upon him, for he careth about you affectionately and for you watchfully. And you know what? She had told her what the Bible said to do with her cares and her worries and her anxiety. And she dried the tears and looked at me and said, You are hard. You are hard. Well, I said, Sister, I'm not hard. Besides that, I didn't write the Bible. It wasn't me that wrote it. I'm just glad to have found it in there. Glory to God. It came as a real blessing to me. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. I love our offer for this month. The first is a CD by your dad, praying for the precious fruit of the earth. And I believe that out of this crisis that we've been experiencing, we're going to have some precious fruit of the when, earth. When he's talking about the precious fruit of the earth, he's talking about people being born again. That's right. Yes. That's right. And then uh, my CD, The Lord, Our Peace. Right. Uh, you know, one of the scriptures that the Lord gave me as I was actually doing this message, because 
I love peace. You know me, yes. I, I like peace all the time. I don't like for people to argue and, and all of those things. And I will never forget one time I was just saying, Lord, when am I going to just experience perfect peace in my life? And you know what he said to me? An answer that we don't ever like to hear. Yeah, right. And he said, never. And I said, never. Well, but let me tell you the scripture that he gave me so that I could have peace in the midst of circumstances. It was um, John 16, 33, and I like this in the Amplified. It says, so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished my victory abiding. Yes. And so in Him, we can have peace. Yeah. And so I talk about the Lord is our peace. And then, of course, your book, honey, free. Right. Uh, so many times we're challenged and we we tend to want to worry, but right. we don't have to worry because we can cast our cares on the There's Lord. There's a difference between worry and being concerned about That's something. That's right. That's My right. dad used to say that all the time. But you know, you're talking about in him we'd have peace. Yes. Paul says in him we live and move. and move and have our being yes. in him. Christ said, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. That's right. So Praise the Lord. So all of these for a gift of $20 or more, and they will bless you. Yes, they will. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on casting your cares upon the Lord. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.